0: If you find that you are planning a big meal and it's making you irritable, don't think of it as something, there's a bunch of things that you have to get done, but think of what you can get done with the joy of the Lord. Welcome to the Homeschool Journal, a show that unpacks the joys and journeys of the classical homeschool family. Here's your host, Carrie McGraw.
1: Welcome back friends to the Homeschool Journal. Today we are going to focus on the celebration of Easter and its joy in our homes. We're going to have join us two strong and blessed homeschooling moms who will share with us how they celebrate the resurrection of our Lord in their homes amidst life's craziness, babies, family relocations, and all these different ages and stages that they share. If you appreciate this episode, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe, and share it with a friend. If the Homeschool Journal is a new podcast for you, then I hope you'll go back and enjoy some earlier episodes. Let's get started. So we're going to welcome our first guest, Lindsay England. Lindsay, it's so good to have you here today.
2: Hi, Carrie. Happy to be here.
1: Thank you for being here with me. Lindsay and I go Way back. In fact, I was thinking earlier, Lindsay, if I could count that, and I just don't know that I can. I just remember our two biggest girls just being little and in homeschool group together and all those fun and happy years. And, and here we are in Lindsay's oldest and my youngest, are 14... And uh, just so everybody knows a little bit about you, Lindsay, um, Mm -hmm. she and her husband, Todd, live in rural Kentucky with their eight children, ages 14 all the way down to two. And and Lindsay and Todd have been homeschooling for 11 years, and now her three oldest do attend uh, a local parochial school. But Lindsay, I want everyone to know, is very adept and a pro at juggling uh, different and difficult schedules, right, Lindsay? (laughs) Yes, lots of schedules. Lots Schedules. <laughs> yes. Lots of chaos. Lots of schedules. But um, when Lindsay is not cooking or hiding from the mountains of laundry that I know she does, I think we've even um, I think you've even Facebooked some of that one. <laughs> she yes. loves to read, to take care of her chickens out in Kentucky, um, and watch her kids play sports. And um, so Lindsay, we're gonna talk, as you know, about Easter today and Easter joy and Easter being the highest celebration of our Christian. Faith. And so tell me, let's start right off with how is it that you prepare your family for this beautiful celebration of Easter? Sure. Yeah,
2: I like how you said that the highest celebration. I always tell my kids Easter is the holiest day of the year. <laughs> they know they yes. know that phrase. I say that often. But um we really dive into Lent um here at our house and spend these weeks leading up to Easter just preparing our hearts to just let God in a little more. Um, really, I know that there's this Fat Tuesday thing. I don't really do much with Fat Tuesday and that whole like feasting <laughs> idea. But Me on, that, Me on that day that people call Fat Tuesday, um, we usually sit down as a family and create some family Lenten sacrifices or goals, things that we think can bring us Closer to God.
1: So, what kind of things have you done, you know, with the, with the kiddos? Because you've got all these ages, yes. this big range, and
2: that's what makes it sort of tough—is the age range. So that's why, as a family, we create some habits and rituals, and then my older kiddos and myself and my husband, we might do our own little personal sacrifices on the side. So, one thing we've done in the past that we are not doing this year is we'll have each day of the week is something different. So Monday. We're going to have no screens all day. And that's our sacrifice. So every time we want to turn on a screen, we think, no, Jesus sacrificed his, you know, he gave his life for us and I can do this little thing. And hopefully instead I spend more time, you know, in my Bible or in prayer or helping that's others, right. you know?
1: And and unfortunately in today's world, that can become a big sacrifice. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> in these other years, it would be daily. So Monday, maybe no screens. Maybe Tuesday is no sweets. Maybe Wednesday is we're going to call or visit someone who we know is lonely. Maybe Thursday is praying for an increase in vocations, et cetera, et cetera. You see what I'm saying? But for little bitty kids, I mean, that's a lot easier, but I think it also makes it more impactful than to just say, you don't get to have any cookies or sweets <laughs> for the next six weeks. That doesn't work for my kids because we don't have a pantry full of sweets. So the food, the connection with food isn't really Does it? big right. do it that for that them.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah. And and so I think the the daily focus is something that also gives them that daily reminder of what we're doing in this time yes. to prepare. And, and what, you know, this past week, my pastor actually spoke on self-denial mm-hmm. and that that is such a big part of the preparation that we mm-hmm. take part of for Lent. Right. And I just want to take a minute and say to our guests and our homeschoolers out there that you know if you're not of you know a liturgical tradition church that's that's okay stay with us here because You know what, Lindsay and I are talking about is preparation. And Mm -hmm. whereas we may prepare for you know a big trip, a big vacation, and we're going to pack the car and pack the kids and figure out what on earth do we do with the two-year-old for ten hours, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's I'm going to liken it in a way to that. And it's it's all about preparation, preparation for something big that is coming. And we've said that is the highest celebration in the church. So, um, what else have you guys done? You know, with these ages? Yeah.
2: Well, this year, what we're doing, and I love because I can incorporate it into our homeschool lessons and our homeschool day. This year, the only thing that is set in stone that we're definitely as a family tackling is we are doing the no screens through the week for everybody. We are watching some TV, but no mindless on the iPad or screens. Um, But then the second thing we're doing is we've always done evening prayers as a family. And we've added an element to that where we're going to read a gospel before we pray and just read the gospel story and they might doodle a picture of it, or we might talk about how can we apply this to our life. But I love it because I can take part of our homeschool day that used to happen in the morning and just sort of move it to the evening and we'll do it together as a family. So just take our Bible lesson and move it to the evening and move it to family time. And I hope that it sticks, you know, hopefully this just continues.
1: It's really a quiet time as well. Right? Mm-hmm, right. And, and sometimes when you take those things and you move them out of the place that they might already be, it renews them, it refocuses them, mm-hmm. it, it creates that, that quieter time when we're just going to gather everybody and, and it really solidifies the day that you have had. Of course, I tell my kids, you know, before your feet hit the floor, Utter the name of Jesus every morning, and and just begin that day, you know, with His name and in prayer. And obviously, at Easter time, there's nothing uh, more important than that. I'll tell you if I if I can share with some of the ages that I've done. We have done um, Lenten prayer chains. You know, like you just take construction paper Mm -hmm. and we write out, and we come up and sit down the whole family and write out. This is, of course, when they were younger. Mine are obviously older, but um, you know, prayers, things that around, around the World, or you know, in the family, things that we want to pray for, and we tear one off every day, and that becomes the prayer focus for the day. Or we do the same thing with a jar, and but the difference with a jar was that. Everyone had to pull one out on their own each day. And that's okay. kind of when they got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And and so that was their responsibility for either the day or the week. And they had their bulletin boards. I was big on bulletin boards. And yeah. <laughs> they still have their bulletin boards and two of mine are out of the house. And um and they would pin it to their bulletin board. And that was their focus for, you know, the week. We've done Lenten calendars. We've done um, you know, when we get really close to um, Easter and into entering into Holy Week, we've done the palm crosses. Yes. That's been yes. um, a craft that we always make with the palms, and we keep those for an entire year. We don't do anything with those um, until the next Lent begins, and then um, we we do burn them. Okay. Um, so, you know, that brings us into Holy Week. Right. And so is there anything that you do, you know, just that time of the Holy Week leading up into Easter? Yes,
2: and I'm going to backtrack just real quick. There's a craft I was going to mention to you where we take Play-Doh and take two like long, like snakes and rope them together. And it makes a crown and then you stick toothpicks in it. So it's like the crown of thorns.
1: Oh, wow. Yes, and
2: then right. as you make a sacrifice or maybe as you do a good deed for a sibling, you pull one out and hopefully by Holy Week, which is what we're going to really talk about, hopefully your crown of thorns is empty and you've done lots and lots of good deeds and made lots of sacrifices there were years that each of the little ones made their own little crown you know right now our life is too crazy and we just have one that sits in the center of the table
1: oh that is a beautiful it's an idea easy I craft love that. you have the play-doh and the toothpicks and you're good to go <laughs> and for me if i if i had used that which i had not done that when i would do a calculated craft i would stick as many toothpicks in there as possible <laughs> right right <laughs> So that we're getting lots of good deeds.
2: That's right. <laughs> so Holy Week is um it's for me it's sort of a double-edged sword. It is so special and the you. masses that we attend that week are so beautiful, but it is so hard on a mom with lots of little ones when there's evening services. So Um, I'm going to talk more about what we've done at home during Holy Week rather than talking about Mm -hmm. attending services, because we've always tried to attend as many services that week as we can. But Holy Thursday, we usually do like a foot washing at home and read the story about uh, the washing of the feet. So that's always been something we do to serve one another on that Holy Thursday and try to draw the connection. Um, Good Friday, again, interesting and difficult in a family of (laughs) our size, but we try to have a quiet home from noon to three, which we think of as the time when Jesus right. was hanging on the cross. So, of course, there would be noises. Of course, two year olds don't understand. But if I can get an early lunch in and get some little ones laid down, then the rest of us can just have a really quiet home, turn the lights mm-hmm. down, just think about what was happening, you know, between noon and three on Good Friday. And that is a tradition that, um, The kids love it's it was hard the first year but once they saw the fruit of it i think
1: they liked it so we do that beautiful reflection right beautiful reflection it is
2: hard for us to find time to do an egg hunt because i say absolutely we're not going to do a big celebration with the canyon egg hunt until sunday but we have colored eggs on saturday um Mm-hmm. The Saturday before Easter and we will usually my husband and I will kind of talk to him about eggs and, you know, new life and make that into a little bit of a lesson, even though it's mostly just fun
1: with my older ones, um, you know, Holy Week has taken on um, an entirely new um, just a new life. Um, the The entire week is is filled with um, just reflection, and as you say about you know your Friday and and one of the I will tell you hands down if you ask my kids in the church year besides Easter their favorite um, their favorite observance is the Friday night veneration of the cross Mm -hmm. and. Um, and then right after, um, you know, Holy Thursday, um, when the church is, is stripped of all of its vestments and beauty mm-hmm. to remember that the Lord, you know, um, has left us for a period of time. But, you know, um, so beyond that you know, here we come to this celebration of Easter. We have prepared our hearts. We have renewed our hearts. We have, you know, in our tradition, practiced that sacrifice and that self-denial to reflect upon what Jesus has done for us. But then comes the celebration. So tell me about your Easter and how how you all as a family spend that. Yes. So
2: Easter, I always tell them, is the holiest day of the year. And although we do dress... Nice for church. um Through this, through the year, we wear hand-me-downs. You know, I mean, we pass the clothes down and all that. But <laughs> not, of not on Easter. Easter is if you don't have a a, a nicer dress, I'm going to find a way to to get you one, and I'm going to make sure that your shoes match your dress and your hair's fixed. And I'm a little more particular, and they like that part of it too. This is like going to a wedding. This is like going to funeral, we are putting our very best foot forward because this is a really special day. So it might seem silly or sound silly, but that is one of our Easter traditions that I know has come down from my family. My mom says they were poor, but grandpa always brought them home a new dress for Easter. So
1: Lindsay, you have spoken to my heart because (laughs) that is exactly one of the things that we do. And even to today, you know, it, when we can afford it and there have been times when we couldn't sure. but you we still put on our very best both in spirit and in body so that we are presenting ourselves to the Lord on Easter in the very best possible way um, having prepared ourselves for that celebration in every way that we can think of and it's not a prideful thing at all it it's just in elevating that celebration so everyone got you know a new dress a new uh shirt and tie and yeah, you know if, yeah. if if we could do that and there is time in preparation for that and um I love that you that you brought that into Easter yeah um how how do you handle the mix of the secular and the faith filled uh, portions of Easter
2: oh that's a great question we have a lot more trouble with that at Christmas time <laughs> finding the balance <laughs> yeah <laughs> than we do at Easter and I think it is because of our observation of Lent. So we you know with the long observation of Lent then when we get to eat to Easter the celebration of Easter is so focused on Jesus because we've just been Jesus, Jesus, Jesus for weeks. So the Easter Bunny does come here, but it's not—they—they they don't seem all that worked up or excited about that part of it. The basket mm-hmm. has religious items in it. Um, I mean, you can oh, find too. bookmarks, pencils, stickers, um, little books about religious
1: things. Yeah, we even do chocolate in the shape of a I do. cross. I, I do mean, that too. Like, I know. do that too,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah so right. uh, but they do get an Easter basket and the little ones do, you know, have some Easter bunny fun, but that's just like a brief blip on the radar because, you know, after that's said and done, then it's time to get all gussied up for church. And then we come home and um, we have the feast, you know, after the fast then we have the feast and we do, we just feast all day long. And it's usually with grandparents and cousins and aunts and uncles and I don't, Particularly to have my own menu that I do because I I just show up and might bring
1: something. (laughs) No, I agree. Like ours is the same thing, and and that's what the day turns into is something all about family Family. for Mm -hmm. us. Yes, and and celebrating that together, and and the first thing we do is um, we will stand in a large circle, everyone together, and I credit my mother in law for always doing this and starting this, um, you know, and we pray. And mm-hmm. we pray together and we each go around and we talk about um, within prayer, God's blessings and the things that we mm-hmm. want to praise him for. That's neat. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for so- sharing You're with welcome. us your family traditions. This has been a blessed time um, as we you know, share with our families the time that they can spend either in preparation or also in celebration. Yes. Lindsay, grateful that you were with us Thank today.
2: you for having me. It was so good to talk to you.
1: All right. Hopefully, I'll see you soon. Okay, sounds great. Okay, bye, bye, hun. Take care. Bye. Okay, friends, we're going to welcome our second guest, Jody Brimmer from Idaho. Jody, hello. Hi Carrie, how are you? I am so good today and so happy and joyful to be talking about Easter. We are on the precipice of celebrating Easter and uh, this is just the perfect way that I can think of to share with our homeschool families from two wonderful uh, families across the miles um and, <laughs> and right across the miles and um just give, you know, ideas and reflections and things um, about Easter. So thank you Jody for being here. Um, um so let me well, tell you thanks every- for having me. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> you know, I told everybody earlier or everybody should tell you that earlier I told Jody that She's this first time I've talked to somebody fr- from Idaho. Like I, I don't know why it's a state I've skipped. I don't know how, but um, now I now I can say I've spoken with someone from Idaho. This is exciting. Um, okay, yes. so Jody recently moved to Northern Idaho, though after her husband's twenty-year career with the U.S. Navy, and Jody herself, before having children, spent a career with the U.S. Air Force as a Russian linguist. My goodness, what a background, Jody. <laughs> my wow
0: it probably sounds way more exciting than it actually was but
1: (laughs) well if you know russian that's exciting okay i'm just gonna say that yes that was a that was a blessing jody has five children and ages 13 down to one, and she has been homeschooling since 2014. And whereas she started with a couple of her children in a classical school with all these military moves, homeschooling just made that much more sense. Uh, she enjoys baking and gardening and sewing, and she is Definitely going to enjoy staying in one place for a little while, right, (laughs) Jody? Yes, definitely. So let's jump right into Easter, this wonderful, joy-filled, beautiful season um, where we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. And So I'd like to know, what special traditions does your family um, celebrate or use or employ in either the preparation for or the celebration of Easter?
0: Well, I was thinking about this and um, my husband is going to laugh when I bring this up, but we are, um, one of the main things we do as a family is we are a hymn singing family. Oh, um, wonderful! and I, <laughs> I am not a trained singer. And I think in the early years of our marriage, um, my husband, it was kind of like pulling teeth to get me around the piano. Um, but now it is something I really appreciate, um, that we do. And especially around Easter, you can pull out Some really great hymns. Yes. Um, And the great thing about hymns is they contain a little mini theology lesson
1: um, almost in
0: each one if you sing all the verses. (laughs) Um, And so that's something I can catch my kids, you know, just kind of singing, you know, almost mindlessly um, if they've got it stuck in their head, but they're um, praising God and learning um, about the resurrection at the same time. Um, So that's always been something that we have done. Um, and of course, um, worship on Sundays, depending on where lived, there might be a good Friday service to attend. Uh, but definitely resurrection Sunday, um, you know, maybe putting on the special Easter dress for my daughter, um, with her four brothers. That's been a unique, <laughs> a unique experience for me, um, dressing for Easter.
1: I think too, that, um, dressing the boys, um, getting them to wear ties—yes, <laughs> like that's that's kid—that can be quite a <laughs> yes. feat at a at a particular age. And yes. I'm not talking about the young ones necessarily. <laughs> uh, mine's a teenager. No, he's he's willingly, um, you know, dressed up for Easter. And um, I did speak about that with our last guest. How you know, just really putting on our very best for Easter is part of putting on our best for the Lord.
0: So those two things—definitely hymn singing and worship. um, We have been able to do those anywhere we've lived um, during any time for our family. And then I think other crafts and projects, I like to say I have tried some things (laughs) at least once, (laughs) 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 Um, depending on the season of life or, you know, if we've just moved somewhere, maybe, you know, there isn't, there aren't a lot of resources, craft resources to, to get out. Um, But I definitely try to do at least one thing, you know, look something up on Pinterest or Instagram or wherever that that marks it out as you know a different time of life, a special time because we're celebrating the resurrection.
1: So, how do you? Let's talk about that for just a second. Let's talk about you know this this busy um, you know family that you know takes on these military moves time after time, and um, and you're homeschooling and everywhere is somewhere different. And, and you're building, you know, your own community where you go. But, you know, this is the, that's a big juggle. That's a very big juggle. So, you know, you <laughs> yeah. can have, you know, the best laid plans and yet, you know, a new baby comes and a move comes. And so how would you encourage parents to find what they can do in that time?
0: This is going to sound really, you know, counterintuitive or not, <laughs> not what our culture tends to do in an age of, you know, showing the best on social media, but I heard somewhere to lower your standards. And this doesn't mean, (laughs) this doesn't mean that, you know, you know, like mope around or, or lower your standards as far as, you know, spiritually, but as far as what you think you can accomplish, um, do that with, with joy and let the rest of it go. If you find that you are planning a big meal or planning a giant craft that's not working out or it's getting glitter in all your spaces <laughs> and it's making you irritable, um, or whatever it is, if it seems too busy or you're pregnant and you have toddlers, you know, maybe egg dyeing, that isn't the year for egg dying, you know, and don't think of it as something, there's a bunch of things that you have to get done, but think of what you can get done with the joy of the lord and so that might mean you know one one project it might mean we've got everyone dressed nicely and we made it to church
1: <laughs> made it to church that's right and we are seated in the pew <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes and yes. you're sitting there um that might be it and if you can do that with joy i think that that is what's really honoring you know the spirit of of easter and rejoicing that that Christ is risen. And so I would say whatever you know whatever you do, do it with joy and if you're feeling overwhelmed to scale back and not feel bad about scaling back even if it doesn't look like what you saw. On Instagram. Oh, Jody, I
1: love that. What incredible words of wisdom. Everyone take that to heart, (laughs) please. Because, you know, I am one of those, I I suffer among myself in that I create a list of things that is so long and then I never get it done. And every holiday, every holy day, I approach with this is what we're going to do. And these are all the things we're going to get done. And this is how we're going to celebrate. And we're going to deepen our faith in this way. And I have to say, I have through the years done exactly what you've done and lowering your standards, that's not a bad thing to say. It's making things realistic so that when right. you do accomplish them, you feel that sense of accomplishment, I mean, not that sense of, oh, I didn't get all these five things done. You know, <laughs> So right. um, I really appreciate uh, that that wisdom and simplify and enjoy. And there's a reason why yes. joy finishes that word, and joy this time and whether they're young you know your your children are young or whether they're older you know something that we're trying to do this uh, season of preparation for Easter is and my kids two of mine aren't home anymore and so through the beauty of the electronic world you know we can spend time um electronically together with seeing each other's faces you know and yes. read a, yes. we're we're going to read a book um, for for Lent and to Lent and through Easter, a book that we want to finish on our faith and reflecting on who Jesus is in our lives. And so everybody has a copy, and everyone's supposed to be <laughs> highlighting because mine are older. You know, my youngest is now fourteen, and my oldest is twenty two, and right. um, and that's one thing. If that's the only thing I can get done this season, then I'll have considered it a spiritual preparation and success. So thank you a for resounding your resounding success. Yes, Amen. <laughs> thank you for your words of wisdom. Um, so, tell me about how you handle the mix of secular and faith traditions. And I usually ask this questions. I asked it on the Christmas podcast. I asked it on my previous guest here on Easter podcast because I think it's a really big thing that families face. Is okay Easter Bunny and resurrection. Right. <laughs> you know, so how do you all handle that?
0: So, what I would say is that as Christians, you know, Resurrection Sunday, we should be the most joyful out of anyone celebrating Easter, secular or religious. Um, we have the most to celebrate. And so, I have thought about this a lot in terms of, you know, my kids enjoy the chocolate, the Easter bunny, um, you know, they have, we have bunnies around. Um, the Easter baskets sometimes show up <laughs> depending on the year. Mm-hmm. And it's just emphasized that, you know, we celebrate this because of Christ. These, All of this fun and joy and special time is because of Christ. And the bunnies and the eggs are just part of the fun. Um, and they have accepted it as we like chocolate. So, <laughs> so we are going to take that, you know, in the name of the spirit of celebrating the resurrection. And I have not had a lot of trouble with questions about, you know, why do we do this with eggs or why do we do this with bunnies? Um, It has just been, you know, kind of in the spirit of where Paul talks about in Corinthians of, you know, these, this meat may have been sacrificed to idols, but what are idols? You know, we worship the one true God, so
1: um,
0: we can take this and use it for that.
1: And we always handled it as, you know, all of these things that uh, the secular word, world may have infiltrated into Easter are, are items of renewal, items of new, yes. new birth. And, um, and that is what, you know, Easter is that uh, salvation renewed and um, that reminder of what Christ did for us and continues to do for us. So how does your family take that Easter joy and live it all year long?
0: Well, that is the tricky part, right? <laughs> because
1: after the separation,
0: um, you're you're in normal life, and uh, one thing I've found key for us um, that we've been really trying to focus on um, is to stay in the Word. Um, I find it to be the most important thing for me personally, and then as a family. And it doesn't have to be fussy. Again, keep your standards reasonable um if it's just a psalm reading a psalm with every day um but really emphasizing that you have to know the Lord the joy of the Lord and so reading the word every day has been really important for us um and then of course practicing um as a family just when things get rough or people get irritable practicing forgiveness and reminding each other that, you know, love has conquered this, love has conquered this sin. Jesus has risen from the dead and he is bigger than whatever problems we're having. So amen. um, that is, I feel like the, the key to spreading Easter out (laughs) across, across the months.
1: You know, and as I, as I mentioned earlier that my, you know, household is now separated. We are, you know, are launching children out of the house, um, that, other people look forward to that I don't but <laughs> that's just me um you know one of the things that we try to do throughout the year you know I talked about us trying to get through um you know a, a book together but you know that evening prayer is really important and when we can we try to bring the others back in you know through modern technology there is a great use for it um yes. and and we pray you know together and it's funny my kids you know they set up this family um, text chain um, it's called the family chat and um, and they will chat out you know prayer requests and so to stay connected you know across the miles again um you know all year, you know, that's not just a, a funny, okay, I found this on, you know, Twitter and I'm gonna send it out. Right. And it's hilarious. It's also, oh, this is going on today. Can you pray for me? I've got a big exam today or something big is going on at work for my oldest one, you know, something like that. Um, and that's a beautiful transition to see in that they've taken this resurrection, this faith that we, you know, attempted to plant for so many years, and now it's theirs. And now they claim it. And um that is really awesome. It really is. And one of the other beautiful things in the preparation for Easter for our family that our kids will do now is, you know, they talk to each other. What is it that you're going to do for Lent? You know, what is it that you are going to, to sacrifice? And and the conversations among them now, it's not me. And, and I absolutely love that. So in years where, you know, when yours are now one to 13, these planting years, they are so important because we do truly reap what we sow. And and your yeah. family is also a beautiful example of that. So, Jody, thank you from uh, from Kentucky to Idaho that you have <laughs> spent this time with us to share your reflections. And I hope that all of our parents remember your very wise words to to really just simplify and have joy, um, not just at Easter time but all year through. Jody, God bless you during this time.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Okay, hun. Well, I want to thank both Jody and Lindsay for spending time with all of us today and sharing their experiences and their ideas and their happiness and their joy for the season of Easter and also their time of preparation. So if you are in that time as you listen to this podcast, I hope that it gives you a renewed sense of what homeschoolers can accomplish with their families to be simple, but to focus on the joy of Easter and the resurrection of our Lord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Homeschool Journal. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you like our episodes, consider leaving us a positive review and sharing it with a friend. Help us to find more friends to join our homeschool family. I want to give a huge thank you to the Memoria Press Podcast Network for hosting our show and ask that you check out all of our great podcasts there. As always, I'm Carrie McGraw. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to the Memoria Press Podcast Network, providing a classical Christian perspective on the world of education. To learn more about Memoria Press, visit memoriapress.com. To connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.